Hello and welcome everybody to Not Your Heidi. This is Andrea Alderider and this is my very first episode of my very first podcast that I just launched and this is all very exciting and I feel like I will be babbling away a lot but here we are. A little bit about me. I'm a journalist and I live in between Geneva and London. Right now a little bit more Geneva than London. Right now if you've been following the news, the UK is a fucking shit show when it comes to COVID so... In Switzerland, we're a little bit more safe. This podcast is going to include a lot of taboo topic, a lot of, you know, anything from cults to crime to scrutinizing politicians to, you know, everything. And a lot of it is going to be about things that are happening in Switzerland, but also abroad, because I love to talk about everything and anything. The title, Not Your Heidi, stems from the fact that for me, Heidi is a stereotypical, let's say, Swiss girl. But Swiss girl for me, it's just like the stereotype of Switzerland as a whole. And Switzerland is a neutral country. And so what I wanted was to basically communicate the fact that I am not a stereotypical or traditional Swiss person who is neutral and kind of, you know, sometimes ignore problems that should really not be ignored. And therefore I am just not scared to bring up topics that might be very uncomfortable to to talk about and that's why i am not your heidi your typical stereotypical heidi but this podcast is also a way to show pride in our country i am certainly not shitting on switzerland at all i'm just showing a different side of the country hopefully people that feel sometimes that they are not connected to that whole typical Swiss mentality, they might feel connected to this podcast. So here we are. And if you're not Swiss at all, I mean, you will learn something new and that's for sure. This podcast is just not going to be neutral. So it will be a lot about Switzerland, but not in a neutral perspective at all. So this is definitely an opinionated podcast. Also, excuse my accent. I am not a mother tongue uh, English speaker, so bear with me. So I wanted to start my podcast with with a topic that is very, very dear to me. As you can tell by the title, it's about same-sex marriage in Switzerland. I wanted to talk about this because we are in 2021 and Switzerland is still not allowing gay people to get married, which is fucking crazy. Um, I mean, our neighboring countries have all allowed it. Um, I mean, even Italy, you would think Italians are macho and all of that. Well, completely false. They have allowed same-sex marriage for a while and so has France and everybody else. We are literally a central European country. You literally cannot ignore us because we are the very center of the European continent. And we are the only, I think, central European country that has not allowed same-sex marriage. It's insane. And the only other countries in Europe who have not legalized same-sex marriage are countries in Eastern Europe. And, you know, the fact that we are on the same level as countries who are right now, you know, making headlines for basically violating human rights, such as Russia, Hungary, and Poland. I mean, we are Switzerland. We're known for our advanced medical care system or, you know, our quality of life or wealth and all of that. We are considered, you know, a very advanced and rich country, and yet we are so backwards on certain aspects, especially when it comes to minorities. And I feel like LGBTQ rights are very much ignored. I wanted to bring up this topic to light because back in December 2020, I know it was a, over a year ago, 
Um, but back in the... Was it over... Oh my God, I'm losing sense of time. But yeah, like back in December 2020, a lot of articles published by publications and websites were saying that Switzerland had just legalized same-sex marriage. I had to write to some of them, uh, including Gay Times, which is a very, very big LGBTQ publication, that they were wrong and that they should not publish that because same-sex marriage is by no means legal in Switzerland at all. Like, at all, at all. And there were other uh, websites such as Expactica, just a few more that I saw that were writing that same-sex marriage was finally legalized in December 2020. And so, of course, many people were like, yay, like Switzerland, oh, it was about time, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's wrong. Same-sex marriage is not legal in Switzerland. And I will, in this episode, talk about the technicality around it all. Let's start by this whole mistake that happened uh, back in December 2020 when many publications thought that Switzerland had just legalized gay marriage. So on December 1st, 2020, the Council of State officially accepted the marriage for all initiative with 22 votes against 15. If you're not Swiss, it sounds a lot, well, even if you're Swiss, it sounds a lot like Switzerland just legalized same-sex marriage, right? It's not at all what it meant. You have to know that there is a lot of layers in the Swiss politics system and the Swiss politics system is a lot closer to the American one than any other countries in Europe. It's it's just not that simple at all. Right now, same-sex marriage is not legal in Switzerland. Instead, same-sex couples, they have access to registered partnerships. This is the alternative we have in Switzerland for gay couples. The registered partnership consists in granting same-sex couples the same rights and protections as married couples in terms of next-of-kin status, taxation, social security, insurance, uh, shared possession, and I think that's basically it. But that registered partnership, it just doesn't offer at all the same rights as an actual real civil marriage. It especially doesn't give the same rights in terms of full joint adoption, access to fertility treatments, and facilitated Swiss naturalization. Those three things are, you know, it makes a marriage basically, like those are really, really important points. And the fact that same-sex couples don't benefit of these three really important elements is insane. For those who don't know, facilitated Swiss naturalization is basically when somebody becomes a Swiss citizen and the access to become a Swiss citizen is facilitated by the fact that you get married to one. So it's similar to, you know, in America, when you get married to an American, you can then become American. I know it's a long process, but it's an easier process than somebody who's just, you you know, come, coming to the country and basically wants to become American. It takes many, many years, whereas when you're married, it takes many years, but a little less. When you're in a registered partnership in Switzerland, your partner, who is not Swiss, cannot become Swiss because you are Swiss. That's for the context a little bit of like what the climate is like in terms of LGBTQ rights in Switzerland. Now, let me back up. Let me back up all the way to 1998 because that's when everything started. By the way, it's a very late start to the whole same-sex marriage movement. So back in 1998, a parliamentary initiative tried to establish civil marriage for all. That initiative was introduced by a deputy from the Green Party, by a woman, of course. Her name was... 
Ruth Skinner. She filed for the initiative which aimed to change the Swiss civil code, but then this initiative was left classified and without answers by the National Council. So this politician tried to basically go to parliament and change the law and in order to do that you need to get a lot of signatures for the initiative to move upwards and it was just left out. What you need to know is that the National Council is the council which represents the Swiss people. It was that council who left this initiative without any answers. Fast forward to nearly a decade later in 2013, the Democrat Christian Party filed for a new initiative aimed to end tax difference between married couples and partners, but also citing that the Swiss constitution should clearly define what a marriage is, therefore giving the definition of marriage as being the union between a man and a woman. So of course the Christian party just wanted to make sure that, you know, only men and women could get married. Three years later, in 2016, the initiative was fortunately rejected by 50.8% of the population. So it was a close one. It was a really close one. That's a lot of heteronormative people out there in Switzerland. I mean, that's crazy. 50.8%. So of course, this initiative didn't go unnoticed, especially by the Green Liberal Party, because it prompted that party to file for a new initiative that year because they found that initiative discriminatory. Of course, because it was. It's completely discriminatory. So during that same year, in 2013, the Green Libs, they suggested to adjust the federal constitution. In Switzerland, we have a written constitution, which is just like in France and, and the United States. And they wanted to change the definition of marriage as a union that is not limited to people's gender. And the proposed adjustment specifically stated that the official union between two people should be open to all couples, no matter their sexual orientation. It was definitely a step forward in the right direction. But it started in 2013. I mean, you know, I'm gonna keep on going back to these dates because it's just mind-blowing that it took so goddamn long for Swiss people to wake up. Fast forward to two years later, in 2015, in February, the Legal Affairs Committee examined the initiative and voted in favor of it by 12 votes against 9. Then in September, the State Council Committee also approved of the decision and voted in favor of the initiative. So that initiative that was introduced I mean, that was proposed by the Green Libs, kept on moving forward, it seemed. It was go it was definitely, you know, moving moving up the ladder. And then the committee, so the, the council committee, ordered their administration to figure out what type of consequence would happen if they were to introduce the right to civil marriage for all in terms of legal aspects. They ultimately asked for ways to know how they could enforce that possible new law into the Swiss legislation. Moreover, in 2017, the Federal Office of Justice published a table displaying the convergences and the differences between both type of unions. So they basically wanted to check out the administrative difference between a straight marriage and a gay marriage, essentially. And basically, until 2018, there was a lot of back and forth between the Federal Office of Justice, the committees, and, you know, various reports being filed and asked for. 
and knowing a lot about like the consequences of gay marriage and options on how to establish the initiative in Swiss law, such as for example the change in in Swiss constitution. People were wondering basically if they should you know change the entire Swiss constitution or they should just make a new law. There was a lot of back and forth like that for for a whole year. Finally, in July of 2018, the Legal Affairs Commission of the National Council voted in favor of changing the Swiss law as opposed to changing the constitution. So at least, you know, something was set. Their mind were made up on one aspect of the entire thing. The Legal Affairs Commission of the National Council went on to ask their administration to create a project by February 2019. It seemed like everything was going in the right direction again and that initiative was once again moving up the ladder. But for people from various LGBTQ associations and organizations, they noticed that the initiative that was being processed did not include the topics of medically assisted reproductive technology and life insurance for living partners in case their partner passed away. It was a big deal because LGBTQ association noticed that the initiative excluded female couples because it it implied that they would not have the easy access to 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 sperm donors essentially in 2019 in august an examination period started that's a process in switzerland to see if a legislative procedure is basically worth it it's if it's worth pursuing it and has any chances of going further and that means that in the examination period people from you know from regular locals to uh, various associations to people in churches got a chance to vote on the initiative and luckily these people voted in favor of introducing a civil marriage for all but there's always a but do you remember the democrat christian party that christian party who tried to introduce that initiative back in 2013 defining marriage between a man and a woman well Fast forward to 2020 in May, the Federal Council organized a new public voting about that initiative, that, you know, heteronormative initiative, that low-key homophobic initiative. But the first voting were revoked as a result of faulty numbers being published by the Federal Council. So the Federal Council was meant to publish, you know, the pamphlets essentially where they uh, disclose all the technicalities of a new initiative and they published faulty numbers. So it's like... I don't know, maybe there was somebody in that federal council who, who was like, hell no, this sounds homophobic as hell, let's, let's, let's fuck it up. It worked. <laughs> it worked in uh, LGBTQ's favors because in February, that Christian party decided to revoke their initiative altogether and even wished for the constitution to not include a heteronormative definition of marriage. A month later, in June 2020, the National Council, again, that's the council representing the Swiss population, the one where Swiss population voted for their favorite, quote-unquote, uh, politicians. So that council approved an addition to the Marriage for All Initiative's text regarding assisted reproductive technology allowing female couples to access sperm donors before having to wait for the initiative to be voted. The initiative's final text version was approved by all political parties except, except for the UDC. So that's the Central Democratic Party. That's the you know we know them as essentially the 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 extremely right wing party they have made a lot of scandalous headlines for their racist posters and 
whatnot. I mean, I can make a whole entire episode just on that, but yeah, they're essentially a problematic party in Switzerland, but a very popular one. And there was a couple of other small parties like that that were against it, but yeah, we're not surprised that the um, Central Democratic Party voted against it. During the state council debate, the initiative was then analyzed again by the Legal Affairs Committee. Then, the president of the committee, Beat Reader, said that the initiative went against Article 14 of the Swiss Constitution, which guarantees a marriage and family. Bear in mind, that guy is part of the Christian party. So, of course, you know, he, he's old school. He, he, wanted, he just wanted to make sure that marriage was between a man and a woman. That's, that's all he wanted. That's just all he wanted. However, in November 2020, the committee voted that the Constitution didn't need changing and therefore the initiative's text didn't need changing. This meant that the project was ultimately approved and could therefore move up the Swiss laws ladder. And so ultimately, politicians kind of disregarded readers' homophobic views. <laughs> and so we are now in December 2020, that famous period of time that everybody in the media that is not Swiss got completely wrong. That's when the state of council voted in favor of marriage for all. But that did not mean that Switzerland just legalized gay marriage. <laughs> for all the publications out there that are listening to this, you need to do your research better because you made a lot of people happy for absolutely no reason. <laughs> that meant that parties like the socialist, the liberal radical, and the Green Party, of course, voted in favor. But of course, again, the Democratic Union Party voted against, and so did the Christian Party. They voted against it. But it didn't matter because the state council altogether voted in favor. Articles in the initiative, so that's initiative aiming for same-sex marriage, cited the right for a partner to adopt, facilitated naturalization and facilitative administrative change from partnership to marriage. These were all accepted articles in the initiative that was amended multiple times. However, the state council failed to mention the right for lesbians to access sperm donors. So we're all for, you know, gay people to get married, but God forbid women have it easy. We always have to make it hard for women. Why are women always the ones to have to struggle so goddamn much all the time? But anyways, <laughs> that initiative went back to the National Council, which then went on to vote in favor of assisted reproductive technology allowing bank sperm access when a child is major enough major, I mean, when a child is, you know, 18, the age of majority, then able to see his origins. On the 18th of December 2020, the state council voted in favor for the new text with the same parties approving and the same parties voting against. It's important to know for y'all out there who are unfamiliar with Switzerland that in our country, we have a semi-direct democracy. That means that everybody can vote on absolutely everything and everybody who's a Swiss citizen can introduce an initiative and that initiative can lead to a vote if you have enough signature. In June of 2020, the Democratic Federal Union, you know, that political party that is super, super problematic, announced that they wanted to launch a new referendum despite the initiative not being officially established in the parliament yet. These right-wingers were essentially saying, hell no, gay marriage, I mean, isn't that gonna fuck up the taxes? Isn't that gonna fuck up our values? Like, hell no, there's nothing worse than two men and two women being married. 
This meant that they had a year to get 50,000 signatures. In Switzerland, again, if you're just a regular Swiss citizen and you want to launch a new initiative, I think the number of signatures changes from if you, if you are a political party and if you're just one citizen. So I think that if you're just one citizen and you want to change an initiative in your, um, in your commune, so commune is, it's a state in a state. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it properly, but basically Switzerland has states, we call them cantons, but they're essentially the same as an American state or a Canadian province. So we have states, and in these states, we have smaller states. So if you want to launch a new initiative in your, in your state, I think you require less signature than if you're a politician and you want to launch um, essentially a federal initiative, so on the, on the national level. And that's why they needed so many signatures, 50,000. Bear in mind, Switzerland is a tiny country. I think we have 8 million people living here. So 50,000 is a lot of signatures, considering. But in February 2021, we are not getting closer to what's happening now. After 50 days of starting the petition, less than 25,000 signatures were obtained. But by April 27, 2021, over 61,000 signatures were raised, way more than what they needed. This is why we will have a national vote, a vote where Where Swiss citizens have their say. In May, the Federal Council officially announced that Switzerland will be voting for same-sex marriage and that a historical vote will be taking place on September 26, 2021. So if you are a Swiss citizen, please, please, please go vote. It's going to be one of the most groundbreaking votes in Swiss history. I mean, this is comparable to that time where Switzerland voted in favor for women to have the right to vote. <laughs> which was in the 70s, by the way. Yeah, 1971. If we want to get there, it is so important to vote. And there's already a lot of problems that this initiative is facing because there's already a political party who's backing down and who seem to not wanting to support same-sex marriage anymore, which is the Liberal Democrats, a party which has been traditionally, you know, open-minded on these ideas and were supportive of that initiative the whole time, but now they're backing down. So, I mean, it's up to it's up to Swiss people on September 26th. Go out there, go vote. And I think it's important to acknowledge that if you're straight, be a good ally. It doesn't cost you anything, but that vote can literally change somebody's life for the better. We're in 2021. There's literally not a single intelligent reason for you to not vote in favor of that initiative. I wish I could go vote in September, but the problem is I... I'm not an official Swiss citizen. I have my Swiss permit, but not the citizenship. Uh, and that's because I was born in Norway. And before 2021, basically, if I wanted to get the Swiss nationality, I had to renounce my Norwegian passport. And I was not down to lose that one. It's a, it's a pretty good one to have. But I came to Switzerland when I was only one year old. Uh, my heart is Swiss. I feel Swiss. And therefore, I am in the process of naturalizing myself. And I've actually done all the steps. And I think I'm, yeah, the only thing I'm missing now is that I have to meet the mayor of my village and present myself officially. And he's going to welcome me as a new Swiss citizen. So by the end of 2021, I should become officially Swiss in the eyes of the law. But... I don't think it's going to happen before that voting. So the only thing I can do is to just encourage y'all to please go vote. If you're Swiss, 
go vote. I think you can vote um, from abroad. So please, 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 this really could change the course of history. And so that concludes my very first podcast episode. This is all very exciting. Um, I literally loved it. I love to talk by myself. <laughs> I think that my next episode will probably touch on the topic of certain cults that were created in Switzerland. I will definitely have episodes where I will invite some special guests. If you liked the vibe, if you liked my personality, my, my energy and my outspokenness, and you want to learn more about topics like that, please save this podcast, share it, spread the word, and I will be back. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.